1: Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: Here's Spironi who rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice looking move from Palace, that's a neat ball to Ambrose with space on the right, good turn, he crosses into Johnson! Oh yes, back of the nest!
4: So we are currently, where? what services are we at? Good question. Services.
5: Welcome break.
4: Right, that, that's not what I meant, I meant the physical location,
0: not the type of service. Somewhere between Sheffield would and Nottingham.
5: All, would all services. <laughs>
0: Woodall services.
1: Woodall, yeah. Woodall yeah.
4: yeah. I like the way you said Woodall. Woodall services. What they
1: want. Love our podcasts. Listen to our live radio show on Love Sport. Every Thursday, 7 till 9 pm, 558 5, a.m., DAB Digital Radio. And online, lovesportradio.com.
4: I am Chris Hamling, uh, and I am here with Mr. Mike Scott. Hello. It didn't go with the evening that time, did you? <laughs> didn't, no. You realise it's not time-sensitive. Um, and we've also got Mr Chris Clark. Hello. Hello, and we've got uh, the sleepy DR Kerners as well.
5: Uh, how am I sleepy? Go on. How
4: many, <laughs> Again, how, another many, thing. how many naps have you had? One. Listen, mate, this is just the start of so much I'm going to rip into you about <laughs> 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 Your sleepiness is just one minor thing. Yeah. Oh, dear. So many things happened today. Yeah, you know what's coming. Anyway, so... Um, Probably going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast uh, for you because, well, we want to get home. It's uh, must be just gone 7 o'clock uh, our time. Uh, I don't know where you are in the world or in the fu- somewhere in the future, but it is currently 7 o'clock for us. Uh, been on the road for a fair old time. I think, Mike, you had to get up at stupid o'clock, didn't you? 6 o'clock train this morning, yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I got up about an hour and a half earlier than you needed to for no reason. Yeah, yeah.
5: I, just, I just couldn't sleep. I was and I couldn't be bothered to go. You know what, I had a bottle in my room and I ran out of water and I just couldn't be bothered to go downstairs. So I kept waking up every five minutes.
0: You do like water,
5: don't you? You're a big fan. Yeah, look, I've got two bottles here as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what Is happens that- when you need a p- in the night?
5: I don't. It's so, it's so weird. I actually don't. I can finish a whole bottle. Like, I wake up, like, something. Um, certain mate. point. Do you remember when you, uh,
0: your, your bladder like... Yeah, rubber. but it's so w- is in the bottle, doesn't it? He I does.
5: Nah, no, I, I, absolutely. No, definitely don't do that. But it's so weird. Like, I'm always thirsty. Like, it might because I might have diabetes or something. Well, I, you should quiz me about that because you know
4: I have diabetes. <laughs> so if you're wondering about the symptoms, I can tell you all about it. Does your wee smell?
5: Um, I'm not too sure. Is, is that this, good or bad? If, if it, it smells
4: sweet, the chances are you you know you're you're heading down that road. So, Palace Huddersfield.
5: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Probably, probably have a little chat about that. Um, but obviously, I hope if you do have sweet-smelling wee, do go to your doctors. Uh, you know, uh,
5: uh, <laughs> back of the Ness health check. <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs> so it wasn't the it wasn't the best of games today. I think that's fair, isn't it, lads? So.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Like it, even though we won. It was comparable with the Southampton game, I think.
4: Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say we were worse, but we weren't. We certainly weren't better. We weren't better than no. um, I think Huddersfield can feel very hard done by, uh, not to get anything out of that game. But uh, key difference once again, Wilfred Zaha. You know, you can't can't deny it. Uh, without him, we don't we don't win that game, and we'll talk about sort of why that was and maybe what part Huddersfield played in that. But. As ever, gents, let's talk about let's talk a little bit about Roy and, and how he started the game. So we we're expecting him to ring the changes a little bit today, um, but and he and he did to a point. Uh, we sort of looked at the lineup that was that was issued, and you remained in it um, despite sort of indifferent performance against Southampton, to say the least, uh, which I think was a bit of a surprise for some. I think a lot were expecting a four-four-two and Townsend and Zaha up front, but you ended up with. What was kind of like this hybrid formation that was sometimes it looked like it was a four-three-three slash four-five-one with IU up top on his own, and Will very much playing on the left. But every now and then, you know, either Will or Macarthur or Townsend came in, and sort of played as that that second support striker, if you like, with IU. And uh, I mean, what do you make of it, Mike? Did it did it work as a system? I, I thought we were just disjointed with it.
0: It didn't work. It it, it didn't work. I. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, I thought he ran after everything. I don't think he won a header for about the first 75 minutes of the game. Um, But he put all the effort in that people accused Menteke recently or in the last season of not putting in. But, yeah, I don't know. He was totally isolated, like you say. Whereas when there's been 4 4 2 with Townsend and Zaha floating, it it didn't have that. It had the same disjointed feeling that uh, it did against Southampton two weeks ago. Um, I was surprised that he went with Ayu and Kiwate and not Max Meyer um, because we still looked really. We it really lightweight in midfield, and that was the main difference. There, IU was out on his own, 20 yards further up than anyone else a lot of the time. He was getting balls hoofed up to him, trying his best to keep the ball, and there was no there was no one running onto him a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, so, I would say that IU doing that in a slightly different formation might well be really really useful. But today, he looked like a, a man with no options whatsoever.
4: So, so Chris, Mike's gone for it there. He's given a, a full explanation, probably fueled by beer, <laughs> of, uh, of what he saw today and why it didn't work. Anything you want to add to that or disagree with?
3: Um, well, I'm, I'm definitely going to uh, take issue on the striker issue, actually, because I think that you could substitute the word IU for the, the word Benteke in everything that was said there about this game. Um, in respect of recent games, um, he, you know, Benteke looked isolated in previous games. you looked isolated here. That suggests there's a systemic problem with the way we play, which is yeah. that we isolate our attacking player, whoever that may be. Um, I agree completely, though, that Meyer um, needed to start. I'm disappointed that he didn't. And. That said, Macarthur, I thought, had quite a good game, but... He always does. He know, always yeah, does. So he's consistent, you, but he's consistently good, not consistently brilliant, and I think Maya might make make a change in that respect, so I, I want to see that happen sooner rather than later. The, the,
5: prob- the problem is with IU is that it's not actually a problem, it's actually a, a benefit for players like Wilf, our star man. Today, Wilf saw the ball more than he has done whilst he was playing alongside Ben Teke, because... Yes, I didn't win that many headers, but we we're more passing it to his feet, and his mm-hmm. hold-up play was brilliant. And he actually set the ball ball to Will many times and to Andros. So he did what Benteke, you know, could do, but he done it in a better fashion that it actually impacted players. Whereas Benteke, you just loft the ball to him and hope for the best, hope that it lands at Will's feet. But today we we're actually able to play it on the floor to our striker. who can set up our wingers, we, and yeah. and the it, it benefit. And with the Maya situation. Before the game, yes, I would have st- I would have started Maya, but you look at uh, uh, the the formation we went with. Ideally, if Maya is going to, going to come into that side, it would be for Maka because he yeah. had more advanced role, and you know um, even though Maya can play more defensively, he's he's more of an advanced player. So, would you realistically take off Maka for uh, for Maya? I don't think so because Maka, well, even though him and Newcastle play good in midfield, I still yeah, feel like Maka can put in a decent shift. But well,
4: the, yeah. this, this is where we're going to get into it. You know, you, you've asked you've asked a good question, would, and, and I kind of I'm, I'm nodding along, thinking, yeah, you're you're right. That would be the change that I would make. But then I suddenly thought that you know, of the two players, Luca was the weaker than yes. the MacArthur, and that's a, and that's a weird thing to sort of comprehend. But if anything, I would have taken. The only reason I would have taken Macarthur off earlier, uh, if, if I was going to bring on Mayo as a sub, would have been the yellow card. But to start the game, you know, I, as I said before, I, you know, in, in the benefit of hindsight it would I would say I'd I'd play Mayo ahead of Luca and keep Macarthur in. But that possibly would just completely disrupt us as a uh, you know with a, with a defensive screen. I'm not sure whether Macarthur would yeah, do that effectively. I,
0: I don't know if there's anyone to replace um, Luca in the yeah. covering defence I know he hasn't been doing it great but, but, every game this season but, but yeah but if,
4: I, but if I accept that if I accept that we're not going to replace Luca, and, and then it would be MacArthur um, I would say it's one of those situations where MacArthur had done nothing that warranted being dropped other than the fact that he's not a good, as good a footballer as Max Meyer mm. and in what little I've seen of Meyer I think that is true yep yeah. And I think that we 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 as a fan base want to see Max Mayer. And I and I I am very confused today why we didn't see him for MacArthur. I, I was almost expecting it at half time with MacArthur's yellow card and he was very unlucky not to get that is sorry very lucky not to what? get a second yellow card.
0: He should have what? got a second yellow card. I know yeah. the referee had a shocker and ruined a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the game, but he he should have booked Macarthur for, for a, a foul. He should have gone off. Um, that's not to say that we didn't have the worst of the uh, decisions because we really did. But um, he was a lucky man to still be on the pitch, and I'm surprised that that wasn't picked up on by Hodgson Yeah.
4: Um, so, you know, I like, go back to going back to answer the question. That's that's the bottom line for me. It's it's about getting. You know, if you don't if you don't get Mayor into the team now, what when do you? you that's
5: know? that's the thing, but you need to be realistic, even though you wanted Mayor to come on at half time, when has Roy mm. done a half time substitution? It's always the same same five seventy five minute mark and today he didn't you know, you extended did, he didn't do that today. No. Exactly, time. he went to the ninetieth minute. So it, it's a It's like he's trolling us. <laughs> it? Yeah. yeah. It, it, he a, must have listened. <laughs> <laughs> it's a difficult position because you wanna see uh, Mayo Mayor play and I, and I do think, you know he should have he should have came on, but I don't think he should have started. Yeah. But that's the thing; it's just it's difficult under Roy because, like, not majority, but managers, you know, they give new players more minutes as the time goes on. But with Maya, Maya, it's always the same thing; it's either 15 minutes or zero minutes, and that's that's something that I don't see changing as well. So yeah, it's I a agree bit with a that. a difficult part. position. He's,
4: he's not going to change anytime soon. And look, it's it's something that, that is building a little bit of pressure, not not to a huge degree. But you know, there's a lot of people commenting on it now. Um, that's I don't see that changing anything. But at the same time, you know, it, it's, it's cost us a couple of times already, isn't it? You know, the the inaction.
0: And he's looked great on the pitch. And he's yeah. on eighty grand a week. And <laughs> I doubt he's got endless patience with this either. Right. Um, and probably to see Qahto start today. He's not going to be too impressed. He hasn't seemed like somebody so far that's publicly going to start moaning. But if I was him, I'd be a little bit confused. Yeah, yeah. Especially with Schlupp coming on as a sub (laughs) instead. Yeah. Inexplicable.
4: Ninety-second minute, Jeff Schlupp comes on, and again, you know, Jeff, you know, been a decent player for us, and you know, we were talking over the last couple of weeks that he would be, probably be the one to drop out of the yep. midfield that was malfunctioning and we saw it but again we saw it in a completely different you know we talked before the game I was expecting Mayer in for Schlup and Koyate in, in for MacArthur that's the, tra- the two changes I expected today uh, and I actually and in fairness I thought Soloff would start as well uh, ahead of ahead of Jordan Ayu, but you know look this it's it's. it's it's very different. You know, we can get dragged down to a lot of negatives, but the bottom line is we, we did win the game today, as much yeah. as we didn't deserve it. And look, there were there were good performances out there as well. You know, I think Ayu was you're right to pick him out. Um, he did a, you know a better job of holding up the ball than, than any of the strikers have done for quite some time. Um, and his his display was, you know, far far better than it was against Southampton. You know, as Luke Lucas seems to be a problem, as I mentioned. but I don't want to o- over-analyse that in this particular podcast because I think it's going to be a discussion point for the foreseeable. But um, any other performances you wanted to pick out, gents?
0: PVO. Oh yeah. Gee. Patrick Van had a shocker. It was one of his one of his worst games, and I don't know that. It's one of the things when you're doing a podcast straight after the game. I don't know who the guy on their right wing was, but. He absolutely flayed him alive, and yeah he you could see his confidence was shot when he just passed the ball out for a corner towards the end of the game, <sighs> yeah. so yeah. um yeah he did he had an off day,
5: but I don't think it's something that we should be really worried about, even nah. even, even will this season i can't remember what game it was, I think it was uh-huh. like I think it was Liverpool. I'm not even too sure what game it was. I remember Wilf not having the best of games. Every player will have an off day. I think what PVA has done has been great so far um, in the way of how he turned around his poor performances from Bristol to to the players right now. Every player will have an off day. I think it was his off day, but luckily enough, we still managed to keep a clean sheet. But yeah, I do agree with you. Some of his decisions today were really poor, and it cut not it not exactly like the Bristol City game, but you could see like you know, kicking a ball out for like passing a ball out for a corner, etc. It just reminded me a bit of the Bristol game, but I'm not worried at all. I know PV's got it in his locker and you know he's he's a different player right now and he just had that off day.
0: i have gotta say we're really lucky that Huddersfield I don't know they they just conspired to not score a goal. Like I don't know how they managed to not score a goal. they would um, like had this
1: allowed
4: didn't they? Uh, as did we, but right, uh, yeah, we had one to Salah. Like other than that, it was any yeah. other
0: team in the Premiership would have come away with at least a point.
4: And
3: they hit the post as well. Oh yeah,
4: yeah. yeah I really thought that was, was in. As did Aaron Moy, because he started to run off
5: celebrating.
3: But, but and I, their fans did, which was great for them. Yeah, yeah, that
5: was, that was fun. Today we we needed a clean sheet, and i like I don't think we deserved a clean sheet, but it's the hardest for has only scored two goals so far this season and you could see it even today they weren't taking the chances however if we play like that next week against Newcastle I'm not saying Newcastle is the greatest side but teams will punish us in the Premier League we're just lucky that Huddersfield so far this season are not able to score a goal because if it comes to it Huddersfield could have won this game not even not even a draw, they could have actually won this game. They had so many chances and, you know, the post-save does. They're missing ridiculous opportunities. Hennessy did well. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did, it a, yeah, it was another good performance from Hennessy. But it's just something that we need to work on in training this week. Closing the game out, it it's, it's seemed like it's just a Palace issue, like 90-minute goals, etc. If it was another team, then I could have seen us concede another late goal today.
0: It wasn't even closing it out. I mean, they were giving the ball away. We, there's no way we had anywhere near 50% possession. No. Like. We were just losing the ball left, right, and centre. We had forty-two percent. <laughs> I'm <laughs> stunned. We had forty-two. Yeah, I that's a lot it's, more was, than I thought.
5: But then again, doesn't it go? I, I'm not saying it's all Lucas' fault, but how many times did Lucas uh, lose the ball in midfield today? It's it was a lot. lot He
4: was often the spare, spare man.
5: Exactly, but that's the problem. Yeah. We just we mentioned it earlier. Lucas probably like I don't want to be harsh on him. I I know he's having problems um, with the national side, and the national side means so much to him, but if we're looking at um, second options, it's it's really a sticky one because I don't Luca needs to play there because if you take Luca out, then the balance is gone. But then again, he's not playing up to his standards, and how long is this going to last before Roy says, okay, we need to change it up, and who can we put in instead of Luca? That I don't know. I I think in a long time, if he does keep this. If he does keep playing like this, then it could be, become a problem, I think. It could cost us a couple of points. Well,
3: I think you can put Kuyato in that position, yeah. and I think you can play Riederweld in that position. And at the moment, if Luca's not on form, then switch it round.
0: He won't play Riederweld, though, really. I mean, yeah. that's that, pretty obvious he doesn't rate him, but Kiato definitely.
5: But that's the thing. Yeah, Kuyato did play alongside, but he's going to play alongside. If we do go with the same formation as we did today, then who's going to play alongside Kuyate, That's mm. that's another thing. You mentioned Read World, but other than Read World, which I don't think Roy favors so much, because no. there was talks of him going to Swansea. Yeah, you're right. So who else will we play? And it's, it's, it is a tricky situation. I hope that Luca you know, gets his form back and plays mm. as he as he has been um, as he has been last season. But I don't know. It's just it's, it's a bit of a tricky situation.
4: Uh, Chris. Anyone else that you wanted to pick out on the on the Palace side for, to sort of bring some attention? To? Tompkins.
3: I thought Tompkins was good. And, it, it, you know, I mean, it's that classic stat, isn't it? That, you know, when Tompkins starts and Sacco starts, we win. And, you know, I mean, it, there's only one game, I think, where they started together, which was the Liverpool game, where that we've lost. And, you know, I mean, I, I thought they looked solid today. I mean, I know there were mistakes. I'm not sure whose mistakes they were, but there were definitely mistakes today. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I thought, I mean, especially Tompkins, he, he really commanded the, the position. He was leading, you could see it, as he was talking to the players to his left and his right. So, yeah, really happy with Tompkins.
4: So, a couple of little uh, stats from the game
3: that, uh, that, are, that are
4: interesting, I think. So, I mean, it's early days, so these are stupid. When you start, they start throwing out percentages, like Zaha um, has scored 75% of our goals in the Premier League this season. He scored, so he scored three, three or four, right? <laughs> is that what they're saying? Okay. Uh, uh, and the the general consensus, is, as we said, is that you know Zaha's are are get our get out of jail free card, and we look nervy at the back. And a better team than Huddersfield would have would have sort of put us to the sword. Uh, and it's interesting seeing David Wagner. I'm looking at his comments now, and uh, he, he's saying that you know goals are apparently something that they have to work on, It's like that's the biggest understatement ever. Um, but he said that you don't always get what you deserve, this was our best performance of the season, um, where well, they did look impressive. We created so many good opportunities, we absolutely dominated the control of the game, but didn't use our opportunities and we were unlucky for sure. Performance wise it was good but the result of course is frustrating and if we perform like we did again we know we'll get points. They had one magic moment from Wilfred Zaha but we should have defended better in the last three games we've looked very solid at uh, we've created something, but the mood is frustration at the minute agree with all of that right that's fair
0: yeah I agree with old Dave but, uh,
4: good old Dave Dave Wagners but what he didn't say is uh, it was a shame we were unable to kick Wilfred Zaha out of the game again isn't it because they did try massively and that to me this you know of all the talking points in the game and all the stuff we've been chatting about that uh, foul by Jorgensen you know, again, we've only seen it once at the time of recording because, you know, we we're in a car. <laughs> yeah. But you know, Wilf was furious that it wasn't given as a red. Uh, it, you know, it was straight by all accounts straight on his ankle, could have done some real damage. And um, well, so first of all, guys, we'll talk about it.
1: And there it is. they've they, they've targeted him again they have before
4: and what are your views on that you know is it is it acceptable because it's within within the rules or at least is, if you know what i mean you, it's 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 something that people have done over time isn't it
0: well they don't seem to i'm thinking back to the two games we beat them last year in in the in the cup and and in the league second time round they don't seem to double mark him in the way that some other teams do yeah um so they're almost stuck then with having to foul him. Like, rather than marking him out of the game, which they don't seem to be keen to do, we will just sort of try and wind him up, which really backfired for them today. Yeah. Really, really
5: backfired. <laughs> but it worked for them in the first game of the season under Frank De Boer. Yeah, of course it, it did, yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: because they actually kicked him off, off of the field of play. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, obviously, you know, Mike's covered the, the fact that, you know, why Huddersfield did it. What about Wilf's reaction? Well, not, not um, before the goal, I mean, because obviously he went back up the other end and put, well, put a bad challenge in himself and was then really had to be held back by Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Mack.
3: And yeah, He always has up. that edge, he has that passion, you know, and sometimes we pay the price for the fact that other clubs know that they can wind him up by kicking him or indeed just you know, injuring him out of the game. Um, but then sometimes if he makes it through and, you know, the older heads uh, around to say, calm down, just get your revenge on the pitch in the right way, then you know, we, we saw what he did on, what, 41, 42 minutes, and yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible, and I, th- I think that's probably a talking point you want to come on to. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
4: good, Mike, you, you sort of spotted it best with uh, with Jimmy Matt getting in Zaha's face though.
0: Yeah, it wasn't actually the foul. It was. I think it was a, an, another challenge yeah, about it, a, minute, a yeah. minute later. Yeah, um, and he was giving, he was giving some abuse to the referee, asking what, why, why he just why he, everything had been going their way, and then uh, MacArthur just, I could just lip read him going, "Shut up, shut up," and pushing him away. Um, yeah, that's it. We, we conceded a foul just straight after the yeah. the foul on them, um, and obviously, Hodgson said to McArthur, "Look, you need to need to make sure that he doesn't lose his head today." Um, yeah. And obviously, he was he was pretty psyched up. You saw when he scored, and he was cupping his ears to <laughs> the Huddersfield fans. Um, but that seems to be all it takes because it worked. Because he calmed down quickly and he got back in the two man wall. 30 seconds later yeah. Um, but yeah it was really really good work for MacArthur just screaming in his face telling him to shut up um, if that's all it takes then that's easily remedied but
5: well, the problem is is that there's going to be certain games where other players are going to be involved and no one is going to be able to focus on Wilf alone so there's going to be other players involved and when that does happen I think it could actually damage Wilf in the fact that you know he could see a red card or something if he doesn't stop and that's yeah. just the one side of Will. Even though he has matured, he's just got that anger inside of him that he lets out the majority of games when other players start kicking him out. And you do understand because I can imagine being in this position and just players kicking me out and the referee is like, stand up. It's not a foul. Like That is so frustrating, but it's just something, which he has improved on. But yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's, just, it's not up there yet, you know, to... He's not perfect at the situation at handled in his temper.
4: Yeah, that there. Yeah, when I used to play, my dancing feet got going. I always used to get kicked. You know, never never got the foul. It's just <laughs> it terrible. I can sympathise with Wolf. You but, know, he's nearly as good as I was, I was at my peak. So.
5: But the referee today uh, was something like yeah. it was just unbelievable. That I was watching a Premier League game with a referee of that caliber. It was just he well, had no control of the game. He gave the yellow card to Maka in First five or ten minutes, I'm not too sure. Then after that, he just went downhill and no control whatsoever. It was, it was
4: Lee Mason, and we got a lot of history of him. Apparently, I think, it was
5: not Lee Mason. No, it was
4: someone Mason, Was it, Phil, it, was, a, it was a Mason anyway.
5: <laughs> 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 a
3: funny handshake the <laughs> Yeah,
4: that's it. But um, I don't know, it, whoever it was, you know, <laughs> they clearly.
3: Graham Scott, apparently.
4: Oh, really? What? Oh, it looks exactly like Lee I'm sure of actually. Exactly read yeah, it Lee, does don't, like, I don't Twitter know. Twitter
3: has it's been saying it's Mason
5: all over the place. Yeah, I don't know, maybe it's just this live score is I mean look, It, false, 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 false. What, 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 it was a referee it? that was horrendous, let's just say that. Yeah. And looked like Lee Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is Lee Mason. Yeah.
4: Look it was just it was it was very frustrating to watch, wasn't it? You know, it was
5: Lee Mason according to the BBC. Oh yeah, yeah. It looked um, like him but I don't know what things
4: No we, no we had we know, we got history with the guy I can remember years ago, Ben. Nagel and I doing a little a little skit that I wrote about uh, about Lee Mason. uh, Ben had to do an impression of Lee Mason, which was uh, which was good. But that was all about him being on a first on first name terms with the big teams and ignoring Palace at the time and all that kind of stuff. So we've definitely got a bit of history with the guy. But look, you know the 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 good part of, of Wilf getting properly wound up. And as you said, Mike, he was you know celebrating the goal. But what a goal it was, you know. We've seen Wilf do that over the years, pick up the ball on the left-hand side and, and just beat players with ease. But you could just tell how much he wanted it, how much he wanted to ram it back in their faces because he was just still so, so annoyed about uh, about the challenge and what followed. But to have the sort of composure to dribble past players the way he did and what he's added now is just that that ability to finish, just to... Just to You know, put the put the chance away even from a difficult angle. And um, you know, we've had a chance to watch it a few times back on on uh, Twitter, but it's still not the perfect sort of angle. But we were up the other end uh, at the game, so even from a long distance, you knew it was a special goal. But you know, like it was pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, it looked pretty amazing in real time, and more than that, I've just been thinking. I think maybe we take those sort of moments for granted. There was a Huddersfield fan that I heard when we were walking back to the car, just said, ah, oh, we got done by one moment of magic. And that's a really sort of generic thing to say, but yeah. I suppose we are just used to it happening in a way that Huddersfield fans probably aren't. You know, yeah. they're, they're standing there going, how the hell did we not get a point from that game? And we just go, ah, oh, well. because we've got Wilfred." Little, little <laughs> moment of <laughs> amazingness. Um, but yeah, it was absolutely incredible. And as you say, the replays we've watched are from behind the goal, and they're only the last bit of it, but even the curling finish looked pretty amazing.
4: Yeah. Obviously, you know, Chris, we've as, as Mike says, we've seen it a number of times. But um, you know, I, I suppose it kind of just reinforces that opinion that without Wilf we don't, we wouldn't have won that game. Yeah.
3: Well, if I. You know, look back to uh, the the last of these podcasts. We you were talking about when we were in the Victory Club before the game um, against Southampton, and you know the collective deflation um, when we heard that he wasn't playing yeah. um, in that game. Um, in this particular situation, I was in the Head of Steam, um, which is a pub in in Huddersfield Station, um, with a lot of Palace fans, but also a number of Huddersfield fans, some of whom are mates of mine. Um, and they were saying, you know, it's coming up to two o'clock. Is he on the on? Is Zaha playing? And it, they were absolutely beside themselves when they saw that he was. Yeah. And even more so when they saw that Tompkins was playing. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of that goal, I mean, it, it's just silly. You look at that angle. We're used to it, but other players can't do that. It's yeah. incredible.
4: But is it? They Is it overstated? Because all teams what need their best players playing, right? Yeah to To do to do their best and with a team like Palace, you know, if you have got Topkins and Zaha out, two of our absolute best players, it stands to reason it's going to be hard to win in games, right? So, is there a bit of is it is it a bit much? How much is focused on, or is Wilf just that good?
5: I think he is just that good. It's, like whenever Wilf is on the pitch, even though if he doesn't get goals and assists, it's 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 a worry for every team. Every team focuses on Wilf and Zaha. And technically, it should allow other players on the field to have more freedom and, you know, f- to get uh, more time on the ball because every like they double, te- double team, Wilf double team Wilf, etc. So having Wilf on the pitch is just such a like he's a great talent, but he's that distraction for other teams as well. So yeah, today we saw that in his goal and all game long, Huddersfield were targeting him, and at times there were open players due to you know Huddersfield double teaming up on Wilf etc. So he is that vital for us and I don't think the stats lie but then again I think we should do better as a team when Wilf is not playing like how we did against Southampton and that was just not right we shouldn't rely on Wilf so much but yeah. I think it is, it's just not stats I think he's just a brilliant player him and Tomkins both Tomkins controls the defence Wilf controls the, uh, the forward line simple well, for, as but for
0: 80 minutes today of 75 he didn't he didn't do a lot I mean, <laughs> he
5: didn't but they, yeah. the fact that he got Huddersfield, you saw like he that nasty challenge on Wilf. Like, play, play just target Wilf. When they target Wilf, they it allows other you know other players on our team to get opportunities to get. I don't openers. feel, I don't feel like Huddersfield should,
0: did bro. that today. I, I don't, I don't feel like they gave him the extra man marking. I thought that, unlike Southampton, who, who totally did make sure there was two men on him at all times, Huddersfield didn't do that, and it showed when they started pushing forward. Every time we booted it up the field, that, that last 10-15 minutes, our hard did get the ball and he was he, he was running through because there literally was no one no one around to stop him. Um, but like to see Andros today, I thought he had quite a lot of time and space and he didn't, yeah,
5: actually, didn't, didn't
0: really do a great deal.
5: I think what you're saying happened in the second half, but in the first half, even when you look at the first goal, there was three Huddersfield defenders that went by. Three Huddersfield players, yeah. I'm not too sure if they're defenders. I think after the goal ha- happened, like they had to change the game plan, they can't just focus on Wilf because they had to go and push up the pitch. Sure. But in the first half, when it was 0-0, I felt like they targeted Wilf more often. Even Wagner, he said it, you know, it was a brilliant goal and he's our star man you know, and it's something special. So, every team will target Wilf and it's just such an advantage to have him on the field. Right.
4: It's getting proper hot in this car. Yeah, very uh, hot. I'm glad you like, said that.
5: Yeah, it is yeah, getting yeah, so yeah. hot. So.
4: <laughs> I don't think we'll we'll go go on too much longer. Um, but there's a few things that I want to. Well, first of all, you know, in our, in our usual analysis, we'll, we sort of go through a point by point of the the sort of key moments. Really, obviously, it being when it is, we can't do that. But are there any other moments that stick out in your mind that you guys want to talk talk about? I'll start with you, Mike. If there's anything you can think of that you want to bring up.
0: I think there's about fifteen or twenty minutes. In the middle of the second half, where we literally could not keep the ball, yeah. Huddersfield were just relentless, and we made them look like a much better team than I'm sure the majority of other Premiership teams are going to make the Premier League teams are going to make them look this season. Because they didn't look like a great side, but they, you know, they totally dominated. They, every one of us was absolutely panicking that we were going to concede a goal, yeah. and then it culminated in that that moment where they hit the post, and then soon after. Managed to uh, still managed to miss the on the rebound as well, um, and I couldn't believe that it was still one nil. Um, and I just don't, I don't understand how it's got to the point where we can't keep the ball. Um, Sako seemed to uh, pass it to no one quite a few times, passed <laughs> yes. it off a few times. Whereas he's been him and Luka have been the backbone of starting off moves or at least keeping the ball for you know ten passes, twelve passes. Yeah. That's not happening. Um, and I don't really understand how that suddenly stopped.
4: So, are you, are you? I mean, are you worried? Are you worried that the? I mean, my, my comment after talking on Love Sport last night that the only that the reason I'm starting to question Roy is because I because I, I think he wants to play last season tactics, and I don't think that they're working anymore. And I and I'm wondering if he's going to admit that, or he just thinks it's a case of stick with what you know and it and
0: we'll come good. Well. But last season, when stuff was going wrong, he changed it.
4: Yeah, he
0: he did. he did well at least at least in the middle of the season when we were having that excellent whatever it is 12 12 game unbeaten streak, he really did change things. And at half time, when things when we had a terrible half, obviously we one it up today, so it was a bit different. But yeah. he he would change things around. I don't know why that's not happening, and I think he is sort of scratching his head sort of working out exactly how we can recreate the midfield from last season because he hasn't managed to do it yet. Yeah, and yeah, uh, you know, obviously Loftus-Cheek was talked about because
4: he seemed to be suffering uh, when he played for England uh, from not not having regular football. Roy's once again said, yeah, if he was available, we'd go for him. So I think maybe there's a bit of focus on on, on missing him and his performances, but... You think with the players we got, obviously giving Max Meyer a damn I chance. I say there's,
0: a, like, there's a quite a, there's a short guy sitting on the bench that probably could but, could do that.
5: But then, like, if you're talking about, it's just such a like. There's so many things, so many ifs, if points. It's like if you bring on Max Meyer for Luca or just anyone in the central midfielder, wouldn't it make it actually take? It could make it worse because of course it take could. You. But even though Max has played. As yeah. a central defensive midfielder, he's not physical enough. At me personally, I don't think he's physical enough to play as a central defensive well, midfielder in the at, Premier League.
4: If you look at Johan Kabayi, he was exactly the same height I'm No, dead. the
5: strength was different. Of Johan. Johan, was more bulky than Max. Definitely, well, he, there's a difference. That's why Max has that quick feet and has it. I'm not saying Johan didn't, but the fact. It, it, Max is so lightweight that he can. But anyway, left I, right.
4: I don't think we've signed. We don't think we've signed Mayer as that type of player. in any anyway, I think he played one season for Schalker in that role and did well. But mm. I th- I think we've signed him as a, as a more attacking player. And I think we were thinking much more along the lines of getting him out in that that Loftus cheek role. But it just we just haven't taken that step to do it yet for whatever reason. I think we, you know, ultimately it's it's Roy. Um, but I mean, you know, again we. Sort of drag it to drag it back to this game and incidents in this game. Is there anything that that you've uh, that you can recall from the match that you want to bring up, Chris?
3: Honestly, not really. Uh, it, <laughs> it was yeah,
4: just because it's hot in this car. It is, is that right? Well, it
3: is, but actually, I mean, it was a dull yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, and that that makes for a potentially dull podcast unless you choose to say something interesting. So, <laughs> yeah, um, on that point, you, you you you've been talking about frustration with Roy, and I'm as frustrated as anyone with the last few quite depressing performances but DR said earlier the stats don't lie and at this stage in this season we've got 6 points from 5 games extrapolate that to the end of the season we end up with 46 points yeah so hey, hey, good end match. Of season, I now mean I'm, I'm taking, taking your word, up, word for it
0: <laughs> but <laughs>
4: And also, I think I you know you're attributing DR to saying the, the stats don't lie. I think you misheard him. He was actually just singing a Shakira song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> we, are, we are in danger of sounding like everyone does when they're talking about England. Like, yeah. we, we have just won the game. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, we've had a real moan today, This. <laughs> yeah. To exactly. we won the game. It's again. not really good
1: enough. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, everyone. It's yeah, really exactly. sorry about we've that.
0: become Man United, yeah, by exactly.
1: yeah. the
4: it's just It's just that little bit of an energy crash after you've been to a game yeah. and you're sitting there and. A boiling hot car in a service station car.
0: Park. Well, I, I think it's just knowing that if that game, if yeah. we had that exact same performance next Saturday against Newcastle, we probably won't get any points. That's yeah. that's what worries me.
4: So look, uh, you know, we've. I, I'm just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and just finish with a, uh, the re, the review part of a little bit of comments from Roy and some stats for you. Uh, Roy actually said this: We played well throughout the game.
0: Why? <laughs> did did
5: anyone? You, why anyone?
4: <laughs> All right, Roy. lol Love you mate, but you know, and that's, that's the thing, I ourselves. feel like he's
5: too stubborn. And that's why he so uh, But it he said decision. as you
4: go into that last fifteen minutes with a one goal margin, you're always worried.
5: Yet somehow. Especially if you any. haven't done your system. You
4: no, <laughs> yeah. uh, we had a stroke of fortune when their shot hit the post. But we controlled the game. Really?
5: That's just
4: we that's, have a win and that's the most important thing. I totally agree with that last yeah, moment. hundred yeah. percent. We have the win. Yeah. Um I think I like the fact that Roy is positive. I think he's He's not really... I don't think he can really believe
0: that we controlled the game because we
4: certainly didn't.
0: Yeah, but then again, he, uh, against Southampton, he came out and said we
5: were rubbish. So
4: Yeah, he he's usually honest, so I don't know. Don't know maybe... Maybe,
5: <laughs> maybe he saw it live. Yeah,
4: maybe when we see it back, we'll think differently. I'm not sure, but...
5: It'll be interesting because of what other people think because normally he'll do the substitution of centre-fifth minute yeah. mark and he didn't even do that today. He waited until the 90th minute, so maybe he genuinely did think that because... Otherwise, if it, if, it, if that wasn't the case, then he would have changed it up in you know, the traditional Saints five minutes. But he didn't even do that today, so you know, it's weird. So,
4: here's a couple of bits off the uh, BBC that I think are pretty interesting. Uh, the away team has won all three of the Premier League meetings between Huddersfield and Crystal Palace, making it the fixture with the best 100% record for away team victories in a competition's history.
0: Mm.
4: Wow. Fascinating. It's three games, to be fair. It is three games yeah. Uh, Huddersfield are without a win in nine Premier League games, drawn four, lost five. Their longest run without a victory in the football in the in league football since September 2015. Crystal Palace winger Wilfred Zaha has netted eight goals in his last ten Premier League games, as many in his previous 44. That's the improvement wow. I've been talking about. Um, since the start of last season, Crystal Palace have averaged 1.5 points per game when Zaha has played, 33 games, compared to no points when he has been, not been involved, 10 games. There you go, there's a few stats for you there. But before we finish, we cannot cannot ignore some fantastic D.R. Kurnas moments. Uh, it wouldn't be an away trip without the, the majesty of D.R. Kernas. I mean, where to start, Mike? Uh... He's, taught, he's edu- been trying to educate us a bit with a bit with a bit of music. So uh,
0: how, did, how did that go? Yeah, we've been getting we've been getting an education in both grime and drill. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then he played us he played us a track from a guy from Brixton. And then he said the yeah, next he played, guys. He played their ops. Yeah, the, yeah, their ops. The next guys <laughs> were from Kensington. And I was like, you sure you don't mean Kennington? uh, His exact answer was, "Do you know London?" (laughs) Turns when they started, when the track started, I was a little bit sceptical that you know they were Howard's locals. (laughs) Turns out they were from Kennington, and in fact, we did know London. Yeah, we we,
5: we knew
4: London when we questioned Kensington and Kennington as being mistaken.
5: I was tired. That's why. Yeah, you were tired. I'll be sleeping all like when you
0: even know i'm tired, i'll be so, sleeping my uh my my mate chris another chris uh said it when i i said recently oh yeah you sign up for the podcast have a listen and he's like yeah i do like that wide boy <laughs> wow. and i think that sums up today
4: uh, yeah there you go that is that is you dear. you've got a fan there why is
5: that
4: you're a wide boy wide boy
5: Oh wow. <laughs>
4: Oh wow, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Raw, right, right?
5: right, yeah. <laughs> Raw, right,
4: that's it. Uh, but it's, it's been interesting, and we've got more education to come in the next three hours, three and a bit hours on our drive home. Uh, so, because it's that long, and uh, we've got to try and cool this car down somehow before we, uh, yeah, I'm before seven, we head I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm um,
5: sweating.
4: But yeah, uh, what you're here for the end of the show, is me starting the car engine to get the aircon back on. So, thanks, uh, thanks, guys. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Thanks you for listening. Bye. See you later.
1: the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect automatic delivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com